In this episode, we tackle the newest IB program, the career-related program known as the CP. Chris Baker-Ravo from Champlin Park High School describes the CP, detailing the overall framework and focusing on the core aspects of the program. He also talks about how the CP is different from the more established IB diploma program and how it serves students in a different but complementary way. You'll hear that the CP is a better fit for some students looking to better understand their post-high school options. So stay tuned. Welcome to IB Matters, a podcast for those who currently teach, lead, attend, or are interested in international baccalaureate IB schools. Hi, and welcome to IB Matters. This is John Peterson, and today we're with Chris Baker-Ravo, who is the Career-Related Program Coordinator at Champlin Park High School. That's in the northern suburbs uh, uh, of Minneapolis. Uh, hi, Chris. Hi, John. Uh, Chris is going to talk to us uh, about, first of all, a little bit about himself. Uh, let's hear kind of how you got to this position, Chris. Yeah, uh, I've been teaching at Champlin Park for 11 years, and four years ago, there was an opportunity to come on to the coordinating team when a colleague of mine uh, made a decision after eight years of being the diploma coordinator to transition back into the classroom. And at that point, the position was a, a quarter time, 0.25, and was really primarily focused on um, outreach and promotion. And so uh, I have a background in broadcast journalism and in video, and it seemed like it was going to be a, a really good fit. And so the first three years of my um, coordinating position were really focused on how can we put this uh, program that really is uh, specific to Champlain Park High School within Anoka Hennepin, where we have five big high schools, but only one runs the diploma program. We have um, kind of uniquely no PYP or no MYP. And so IB to a, a relatively large extent was relatively unknown uh, in in this neck of the metro. And right. so I created a bunch of videos and uh, we really tried to get IB out there as much as possible. And then um, two years ago, uh, two teachers that work in our facts department uh, we're at a, a meeting about kind of the future of facts and the future of uh, career and technical education. And they found Ashley, my, my uh, coworker and I, who's mm -hmm. the other diploma coordinator, right. and we're just so excited about this new IB program called the CP program or the career-related program. My, my colleagues in the, in the facts department were so excited about uh, this new career-related program that they were hearing about because it was tying together IB with what they were doing over in, um, in the career-related fields. Right. And so um, two years ago, after some investigation, we realized this would be a fantastic addition to what we're doing at Champlain Park. And so my job um, changed. And so I became uh, a 0.5 coordinator at that point. Okay. And uh, so the last uh, year has been um, a quarter of my position has really been the, the, the ground level stages of applying for and developing uh, the career program at Champlain Park. Yeah, and, and thanks, Chris, for that background, because one of the things that we're trying to do with these podcasts, and this one in particular, is reach out to those in greater Minnesota or rural areas anywhere in the U.S. where 
Um, the IB program is less well-known, but there are often yeah. really great uh, career paths. Uh, many yeah. smaller communities have very close connections with local businesses and industry, and uh, they don't have a way to see the diploma program uh, connect with those careers, and that's exactly what the career-related program does. Exactly. Yeah. So if you could go on and just kind of give us uh, and our listeners the kind of the overview, the nuts and bolts of what is the career-related program at your school? Yeah, great. It's a fantastic question. Um, a lot of what the career program is will be familiar to folks who are uh, already uh, operational in a diploma program. Um, but even if you're not, it's it's uh, a pretty easy to grasp. It's essentially um, the result of the IB doing some uh, really critical self-reflecting and self-reflection and, and really coming to the conclusion that they were, had historically been doing a fantastic job of uh, meeting a certain type of student's needs educationally, and in particular, uh, a student who is interested in perhaps a, a kind of a traditional four-year uh, college education. And what they were doing a, a less great job of doing is reaching a student with that same uh, with the same high-quality level of education that the IB provides, who is maybe interested in a, in a less, and I don't like to necessarily say conventional because that's that's what should be, but uh, perhaps a, a, a less conventional um, uh, plan for life after high school. Sure. And so yeah. uh, the IB uh, kind of looked at itself and said, well, how do we capture students who are interested in pursuing a career after high school um, and, and provide them with a, with this holistic education and with an opportunity to really kind of connect their uh, career-related interests into what the DP is offering. Mm-hmm. And so the CP essentially, and this is just kind of one of the ingredients, there are, there are four different components of it. Uh, there are a requirement for students who are going to be engaged in the career program to take diploma courses. So they have to take two. Two, okay. Yeah, and and generally those two diploma courses should be connected in their career-related field of interest. Um, So if you're interested in going into medicine, it might be a smart idea to do something like IB biology. Right. Uh, If you're interested in education, perhaps IB psychology and uh, and so on. The, uh, like the diploma program, there's the, the foundation and backbone or the core also exists in the career program. Okay. And so students are taking a course called personal and professional skills, affectionately called PPS. And PPS. that operates like TOK or theory of right. I was, I was just going to say, for those that are familiar with the diploma program, we often think of this as the corollary to the TOK a theory of knowledge class. Correct. Yeah. And so what that PPS course does is, is it connects um, all of the disparate parts of the career program and make sure that those things are kind of operating in concert. It really is primarily focused on um, making sure that concurrency of learning is being achieved, but uh, perhaps more importantly, it's positioning students within their career field as as future leaders. And so as part of the PPS course, so we'll talk about the reflective project in a moment, uh, but students are doing individual development, figuring out how where are they coming in, uh, in terms of their skill set and things that they need to work on as, as future employees within the field. Yeah. Um, but then also, what is the field doing? Um, and looking at it from um, an ethical perspective and really, again, trying to figure out their positionality um, and relationship within that field. 
I know you'll talk about this as we go forward in the core, but that's one of the neat things as I've explained the the C, uh, CP to folks is the ethical component of the career exploration. The idea that, you know, where is HVAC going, you know, yeah. with, with, for example, uh, energy conservation, solar energy, the infrastructure of uh, electric car charging. So there's a lot of cool things that are happening in fields in the future, and this directly addresses those things. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I think that uh, let's let's kind of unpack that reflective project just briefly. Um, another core component of the career program is the reflective project. And again, for those folks who are interested or who are knowledgeable of the diploma, um, the reflective project looks and feels in many ways like the extended essay. Mm-hmm. Um, there are marked differences. Uh, it does not have to be a traditional essay. It can be, but the IB has opened it to be uh, multimodal in nature if a student desires. So, for example, a student could choose to either do a, a 3,000-word kind of traditional research-based essay or a shorter essay plus a video or a shorter essay plus a presentation. Um, and the IB, I think, in this redesign, in this, in this um, you know, thought about what can the, uh, an IB program look and feel like, is really kind of acknowledging that there's uh, – multiple ways of displaying information and knowledge and that's a really exciting component but that reflective project is exactly what you said it's a deep dive into an ethical dilemma within the student's chosen career uh field and so at champlain park our two proposed pathways are education and medicine um and i'll talk about why we why we did that in just a bit and what the career program can do in, in in people's individual communities right. yeah that can, can be totally different in each community and that's you that's what's lovely about the cp when it comes to smaller communities and communities that can't uh, for necessarily support a, a full and robust diploma program the career related program is a, a great fit yeah and and i think that uh the ib really encourages you to analyze what are your community's needs first and foremost both in terms of future employment opportunities and what you've already got in place in terms of uh, programming. And so when we looked at our community and what we're doing as a district already, we realized, my goodness, uh, there is a real and profound need for folks in education. There's a real and profound need for folks uh, going into medical fields. And we do both of those things really well already um, through our partnerships in the community and what we're offering uh, for CTE courses. And so to get back to the reflective project, uh, what a student would do over the course of um, uh, their two years in the career program is to identify an ethical dilemma in their field. And so just take nursing, for example, the, a big hot topic right now is vaccination, considering right. you know what's going on with the measles outbreak. Uh, a student who is interested in going into nursing could look at the ethics of vaccination and analyze that, um, you know, from multiple perspectives and, and develop a, a, a report or a, a research project based on how do we look at this from multiple perspectives and what impact does that have on uh, what I'll be doing after high school. Right. And so what's really exciting about that, right, is that this is so clearly connected to life after high school. A student engages in this level of inquiry while, um, while studying at Champlain Park and then becomes employed in the field. And that knowledge that, that he or she gained um, in this study then can directly impact mm-hmm. um, their work in the field. Right, and even if a student doesn't go on in nursing, they've got uh, really the context for the discussion 
Um, in fact, I know a lot of students that are in the career-related program don't necessarily go on in the career. It's not right. It's not really career training. It's more exploring careers and understanding how careers work. And uh, this idea that you could understand an ethical, uh, th- this this conceptual idea of ethics in a career will carry through in any career, and they'll understand how to explore that area if they choose a different career. Yeah, I think that's a really great point, that um, one thing that we sometimes have to make uh, explicitly clear to folks about the career program is we're not, we are not saying that this is deterministic in nature, oh, right? Absolutely. Like you are going to be yep. a nurse after that. And that is, you've decided it as a sophomore, you're going to do the CNA program. And there, that was what you must be. I, I love the, what you said it. This is merely opening uh, a set of doors, both in terms of practical experience, but also more importantly, in that whole uh, ways of knowing and kind of connecting again, see right. that, that, that TOK element. I, th- I think IB has uh, some, enough students have gone through this now that they have some fairly significant uh, data to tell them that uh, far less than half the students go on in the field that they explore in the CP, and that's yep. not a waste of their time at all. No. It's, it's because of the way the CP is structured. It, it makes them both career-ready and college-ready and you know, I, I think of it as career eyes wide open. Um, they uh, yes. they kind of yeah. understand better. I think, you know, I, I often talk about the kid who goes to uh, college with kind of a yeehaw attitude. You know, I'm getting away from home. Yeah. I'm going to I've heard about the dorm life. And, and then they have no idea even after they get out of college what a career is like. And so if a yeah. student if a student comes uh, through the career related program, they kind of go into college knowing, OK, I, here's what careers look like. And now as I choose my my pathway uh, educationally, I want to keep in mind that here's what a career might look like and yeah. I've already explored something. Yeah, and I, and I think that that kind of is a nice segue into another element of, of the uh, career program core, which is service learning. Right. And, and just like um, in the diploma program with, with CAS, there is a focus on students becoming uh, further developed as individuals, but then more importantly, further developed uh, within the context of the community. And so service learning, there's a required minimum of 50 hours. And what students are encouraged to do is start with identifying a community need. Um, and ideally, again, that's positioned within the context of their career right. uh, focus. Um, but again, to your point, right, in that service learning, uh, students are going to get a very real-world opportunity to see how does my interest in this career field manifest within um, providing service back into the community and, and what does right. that look and feel like? And, um, so that's another really, uh, exciting part of this. And again, I just think about, and we're, we'll get to this later, but like, what would, what will a college get or, a, uh, an employer get with a career program candidate? I mean, it's incredible. These, yeah. these students are going to leave, um, with a CP diploma and be so ready to hit the ground running. Right. Um, right. and then the, the la- yeah, the last part is that, that language development part. Right. And, okay. and so what IB has identified as as really essential is that um, there is a minimum of 50 hours uh, of language development occurring uh, over the course of the two years. And schools can determine uh, so much of the career program uh, is flexible in the way that schools figure out how to do this, um, both in terms of the career paths and in terms of the language component and service learning. Um, and so at our particular site, we've decided that we are going to be having, uh, requiring students to engage in, in classes in a language, but it doesn't, unlike the diploma program where, where that language 
has to be at the IB level. Right. Um, they could transition and decide to do a, a new language. A lot of our students who are interested in the medical pathway, for example, um, are electing to take American Sign Language oh, okay. uh, who hadn't done that before, right? Because they're seeing right. that that the importance of that. Um, and so what's yeah, really fact, great I, about all of them. Yeah, yeah, go go ahead. Ahead. I was just going to say that I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, the the uh, sign language is, is explicitly not allowed as a as a diploma course or a way of uh, fulfilling the IB diploma, but it, it. Is, it is allowed in the career-related program. That's news to me. That's good. Yeah, yeah. And so, what I, what, again, what I think IB realized is that to make this thing successful, they have to be flexible and they have to be um, – they have to allow individual schools to identify – What's going on in my community already? What is it? What are, what's going on in the future of my community, and how can this career program set mm-hmm. students up for success in that right. context? Right. And is there is it possible to do some of the the uh, language ac- um, exploration online? Yeah, sure. So okay. for us, we kind of elected to be a little bit more hands on on the front side, so right. to have students work directly with the language teacher and then and then do a, a mentorship program. But you're absolutely right; students can do um, uh, language acquisition in a variety of ways and so it can be an ib course in addition to the two diploma courses as required by the career program it can be a a school developed course or it can be this this other kind of third option and so um what's what's neat about that is that every site can kind of look at the strengths that they have and the resources they have and make a decision that will work best for them okay so speaking of the kids um what kind of student chooses the career-related program as opposed to the diploma program or just taking a couple of IB courses in your school? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think that that's going to be something that continues to develop. Certainly when we were advertising this, and, and I walked in, I went in and I did 60 presentations to every, <laughs> Chamberlain Park is a massive school. And yeah. so like I, I spoke to every ninth and 10th grade student at Champlain Park. I went into honors classes and I went into support classes. And ELC, I went everywhere um, because I think that this program really can be for anyone. And um, when I was pitching this, we were, we had decided again that there's the two pathways we were going to begin with was medicine and education. And so I would say that um, to a student, it's it's folks who had kind of already started thinking about pursuing uh, uh, a some sort of career in one of those two areas. Right. Um, that being said, we have students who are interested. Uh, we we just did lots of great sit down conversations, and, and I was talking with a student today, who her goal, her dream has always been she is going to be a, a, a pediatrician. That's what she's doing. Right. Um, uh, but she sees the value of working um, towards getting a CNA in in high school, but doing so at this kind of elevated, more comprehensive level. So sure. what what she sees is the value of the the academic rigor of something like a diploma level class, getting her prepared for the the very real rigors of things like uh, medical school. But then she also is really attracted to the hands on medical nature of something like our CNA class. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so it's students who I think have identified in themselves some interest in one of these career pathways, um, but then also see that that combination of this, this holistic uh, program that really pushes and pulls on mm-hmm. that idea that we are going purely academic or purely hands-on and really forces that well-rounded experience. And so right. 
yeah, that's that's what I would say is, is yeah. you know, folks who are that, coming in. Are that's sure. a really mature approach for a young woman too. I think that one of the one of the things that we we deal with in talking about the career related program is parents who have the misconception that oh well my kid's going to college so I don't want him to do this career thing. Oh, and, and, and because it has the word career in it, it often is yeah. a a first point of conversation. Um, and so here's a young lady that wants to be a pediatrician. Her parents are probably aware of that, I would assume. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and she has figured out that hey i have a more comprehensive way to um to figure out this is a pathway and it'll give me a broader base and if i'm not you say it's certified nursing assistant that was the cna right? correct yep and and that cna is obviously built into you know if you're going to be a pediatrician you kind of need to know what cnas do and if yep. not have those skills so yeah and so in talking with parents about this um i know i myself have talked about that term i already used which is college and career ready yes, <laughs> and, and so really so they have their the, they have their eyes open to what goes on and your, your student is actually a more mature in many ways uh more uh, aware student than just the kid who's got their eyes focused on just going to that four-year college because in fact the majority again going back to the data the majority of uh, career-related program students go on to a four-year college, yeah, um, but they don't have to. They're ready for other things. And I would, and again, we're in the early stages. We'll have our first set of juniors next year, but I'd be very surprised if at the end of this, just in my conversations with with these folks already, that that isn't reflected in our in our senior class when, right. that, when that time comes. Right, yeah. right. Um, let me just take a, a moment to just talk a little bit about the smaller schools because one of the points of us doing podcasts in uh, with Minnesota IB here is to also reach out to folks that are at some great distance to us and to other IB programs and and centers around the around the world actually. Um, and so what I found is that with the CP, because there is the minimum of two courses per. Um, student to t- to get the career related certificate, a, a smaller school which maybe can't offer, you know, IB physics and diploma program physics, or I should say diploma program physics and a regular physics for non IB students, can offer you know courses that fit their career areas, and with doing so, they might only have three or four diploma mm-hmm. classes. Uh, because right. in a small school, if you're graduating like the school, I first start, started teaching and graduated 54 students. I think you mm-hmm. graduate somewhere around, what, 700? Yeah. Something like that? So, <laughs> so, yeah, so it's quite different. And the school I went to graduated 800. So we had, you know, w- there are big schools in metro areas, but in greater Minnesota, as we call it, and in rural areas across the country and the world, um, oftentimes a graduating class will be 20 to 50 or or something, or even 100, 120, and the CP oh. is a great fit for that. And so, for folks that are listening, uh, and you're you know, you're listening, and you know you work at a, a smaller uh, high school, comprehensive high school, but still a smaller school, uh, this is a great way to bring the IB um, diploma program and the career related program into your building and uh, become an IB World School. Um, let's see anything else that you wanted to, to share about this uh, journey that you guys are, are on, Chris. And, and I think for listeners, they should know that you are, uh, just recently authorized. Is that correct? We're in the, we are in the, the process. So we just had our authorization visit four weeks ago okay. and we are, are waiting on pins and needles to hear the results right. of that. But I, I feel that it went very well. Yeah, that's great. And I'm sure it would because you're, uh, uh, an up and you're, you're an up and running and a very successful diploma program school already. And so like a lot of schools in our state, um, there, the diploma schools are adding career related program pretty quickly. I think we're up to about seven 
in Minnesota out of our 20 diploma schools. And uh, we're looking for our first school in Minnesota to start with a career-related program. Yeah. So this process, and we'll have another podcast talking about how you become an IB school, and that process varies if you're already a DP school. But, um, yeah, so it's been kind of cool and, and getting to know you, Chris, through um, Ashley and, and Georgia and others with at your school. It's, it's uh, uh, I think it's good to talk to somebody like yourself who's on that very, very front end. Sometimes we only hear from the people that are the so-called uh, aged veterans like myself. But, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, being on the front end, I think it's exciting to, to see the changes that happen in your school, and I look forward to hearing more. Yeah, the, the last thing I'll say, John, is just anecdotal, and yep. this will be for anybody who is interested in, in, in doing the career program uh, at, from the coordinator position and kind of being curious as to whether or not um, families and students will, will buy in. Just as I pitched this, as I went and I talked to students and as I went and I talked to parents, um, folks were just so excited about this. And in fact, students who uh, are juniors and seniors now wouldn't have had, wouldn't have this opportunity, you know, often found me like, Oh, why, why wasn't that there last year? Why isn't this there before? Yeah. I just think there's such excitement because it makes so much sense to, yeah. uh, to do this, this, uh, this program. Yeah. And I think it's a great compliment if you already have a diploma program, but it's a, uh, it's obviously a great way to get your toe into the, or into the uh, IB world uh, if you don't have an IB school or program already. Well, um, thank you, Chris. I, I want to make sure that we have a more chance to converse, and I, and I want to hear from your students in the future when you when you have your first uh, career-related program graduates. Uh, it's going to yeah, be exciting to hear from them. Um, and, well, we just thank you for your time. Oh, thanks so much, John. It was a pleasure talking with you. You bet. Thanks to Chris Baker-Ravo for introducing us to the IB career-related program. You'll find more information in our episode notes for this podcast, along with links to the CP from the ibo.org website. Thanks for listening, and subscribe to all our podcasts by checking out our website, www.mnibschools.org. And we are on Twitter, at MNIBSchools or at MattersIB. Thanks. Thanks.